What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is 1.20 p.m. on Saturday, June 10th, 2017. And with me on the other line are a couple of old friends and a new one. We have Eric Simpson and Megan Lambros making their triumphant return. And a new guest, their good friend Caleb. Caleb, what's your last name? It's Vox. Like Vox? Like the... the... Like the animal. Fox, as in the animal. Oh, Fox. Caleb Fox. Caleb Fox, Megan Lambros, Eric Simpson. Welcome to Fighting Fire with Fire. We are going to talk about... Any and all things today, but first and most importantly, how how are your days? How's your day? I'll go first. Um, our day is going really well. Uh, we got up leisurely at like 10, went out for breakfast. I got my car back. It was in the shop all week. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Megan had to give me a ride to and from work, and I made her late a bunch. She was not happy all, with that. All week. You made me late. All week. <laughs> so you got your car back. That's good to hear. Caleb, how's your day? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, stayed up until like 3 a.m. last night watching House of Cards, so I had a late one. Woke well, up around 10.30 today. Well, 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 Caleb, that's just wonderful to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I, I, I don't know. I got to work on my Frank Underwood, but it, it's, it's almost, you're almost doing an impression of just an over-the-top Kevin Spacey rather than Frank Underwood. It, it cracks me up. Uh, yeah. The, the the first thing that I wanted to talk t- to you guys about is something that I just discovered this morning as Eric and I were texting, preparing for this podcast, and that is that uh, uh, a someone passed away yesterday that I just found out about, and that is Adam West, uh, oh, the oh. the voice of the OG Batman. Yeah, the the OG Batman and the uh, voice of Mayor Adam West on Family Guy. Uh, Adam West passed away at the ripe old age of 88, and so wow. I wanted to give a, a very hearty rest in peace to Adam West. I am never that truly, you know, uh, uh, heartbroken when someone lives past the age of 80, but it, it, it's, a, it's a nice little uh, uh, day to remember Adam West by. I certainly immediately looked up the clip of him going, him singing, Adam West, a little quieter now, Adam West, and then he ducks, and then he, and then he ducks under the table, and he goes, "I'll come out when they're all gone." That's one of my favorite. It's one it was, of. My, it's only appropriate that we do all our transitions today using the same ones they used on the old show. Yeah, exactly. And you mean uh, the old Batman show, which uh, yeah. is is some people make fun of it, but you know there had to be uh, an original TV Batman, and so that is that is uh, certainly the primary part of Adam West's legacy. So R.I.P. to Adam West, and a very quick R.I.P. to uh, the voice. I'm trying to remember uh, uh, who exactly it is. It was the voice of Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. Uh, passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. I think Peter Salas is his name, and he was, he was even older. He was 96. 96. I hope he's having a little uh, bit of Wensladale, Wensladale cheese up in uh, the big box in the sky, uh, up on uh, the moon, which is made of cheese. Right. Yeah. And so now that we got those quick RIPs out of the way, I wanted to ask you guys about a wonderfully uplifting topic, and that is uh, the fact that <laughs> our president asked the uh, FBI director to obstruct justice for him. Um, yeah, this is... Um, but he says he didn't, you guys. He says he didn't do that, and he's 
so willing to testify publicly. 100 percent. But then he said he did do it. So then his, his own fans are like, no, he didn't do it. It's fake news. And then he's like, yeah, I totally did it to like obstruct justice. And then everyone's like, are we sure? Are you sure? Hmm. Every lawyer that they've talked to is like, no, thank you. Please talk to someone else. It it blows my mind. I don't know why anything blows my mind at this point. It shouldn't. Like my, I feel like just once, once your head has already just sort of exploded and there's brains everywhere that you shouldn't be able to have your mind blown anymore. But to, to, to hear Trump, uh, say that Comey lied after, you know, a man, he's a man, Comey himself is a man known for his honesty and certainly maybe mistimed honesty, (laughs) uh, with, with, uh, what he did a couple days before the election with Hillary, but a man known for his honesty under oath saying president Trump asked that, uh, that he hoped I would, uh, stop the Michael Flynn investigation, which by the way is, it's just the most cringy, frustrating thing in the world to see the Republicans go, you know, Oh, he, ho- he, he said he hoped he would do something. So he didn't ask you to do a darn thing. That's, that's, that's like, uh, in any mob movie when, you know, some big guy named Tony with a cigar in his mouth goes, we hope you'll give us the money in the next 30 days. You know, we just hope that that happens. Like, it's, right. it's, it's, that's, 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 and that's why Comey said, Comey said, I took that as a directive. So, in your guys' opinion, is Trump going to testify? And if he does, is he going to follow through and say, I didn't say those things? and therefore be liable for perjury as well as obstruction of justice? Well, um, I think the, I think he will, but I think it's going to be the, you know, weird garbledy-good carousel that he goes on where his speeches don't have a beginning, middle, or end. Ever. Um, and like, the other thing is that uh, there's no legal precedent for, like, using the word hope as... Like, a, oh, I just hoped it would. I didn't, like, actually ask him. There's no legal precedent for that. So that's not going to actually save him in a real trial. Hmm. So. Yeah, the, the main problem is that the Republicans don't, they still want to hold the majority, and they're afraid of Trump's rabid fan base turning on them. So it's not, we're not, if we do get an impeachment thing going, it's not going to be until at the earliest 2018 when Democrats can take it back. They're just going to sit on it and let the Democrats impeach him. I mean, at this point, I'd rather he just stay in power because President Mike Pence scares me a lot, too. Do you you guys think that uh, this is actually, uh, whether it's intentional or not, it's an enormous, enormous distraction and headline grabber while Mitch McConnell and the Republican Senate are trying to, as quietly as possible, pass this just on its face abominable American Healthcare Act, aka AHCA. I, I I think it is a little bit of a smokescreen. Um, I mean, even if it's not on purpose, they're definitely using it as such. So. Yep. I I that is that is uh, something that you know even as an individual who has been minimally affected and will be continued you know, continue to be minimally affected by this administration. It is in probably the scariest thought that I've had to see what uh, Mitch McConnell, that evil turtles plan is to, 
God, he is the evilest turtle. He's at, he, you know, the, the Ninja Turtles shouldn't have been fighting uh, Shredder. They should have been fighting, you know, McConnell. It was, it was, it was did you know? Did you know that if, if Mitch McConnell falls on his back, he can't get up by himself? <laughs> <laughs> he ah oh god it's it's so frustrating because Paul Ryan is seems like he's incompetent evil and Mitch McConnell seems like competent evil you know yeah uh, um, I worry about him they're gonna keep using that smoke screen of Trump creating headlines with his mouth and his thumbs to keep like they were just trying to pass something this weekend and I can't I read a headline about it and now I can't remember what it was but why but why but why are all these Republicans who even among Republicans, that health care bill that they have drafted is not popular. So I don't know why uh, all these senators are going to pass it when it... Well, they, they personally have a lot to gain from it, don't they? I think it's more than just their personal gain. I think that they always try and spin it that it's the Democrats' fault later. Right. And then they'll do that and it'll swirl up their base. Their base isn't... Uh, it, it, it doesn't pay attention enough to yeah. uh, actually see what they're doing. So all they have to say is that's actually the Democrats' fault, and they'll just blindly believe and follow. I will say, Democrat base is also the, the lazier voters of the two bases. It's harder. We, we come out for to vote for president, but we don't come out to vote in the midterm. I think that might change based on all the things that have happened over the past. I, I, I would I would agree with Caleb on that. I also uh, realize in the wake of. Uh, Trump getting elected and these last couple months trying to really be as as uh, aware as possible of all the things that are going on. It makes me realize how woefully just 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 uninformed I was politically for the majority of my life. That I just had no clue what was going on uh, uh, and didn't really realize. I feel like now from here on out, a lot of people, myself included, are going to be more have our ear to the ground politically, not just for Trump, but for whichever administrations follow and try and keep up on the goings-on of the Congress and the Senate and legislation that's trying to get passed. I think that is probably a good thing. I think that's a, a positive side effect of, like, whatever circus is going on in the White House. But it's unfortunate that that's what had to happen. Yes. For that effect. Certainly. Yeah. For one of my friends, I, I, I've been pointing out all the things that have been going on recently to him. And the more and more I point out to him, the more and more, like, woke he is to everything that's going on. Hashtag woke. Yeah, it's... Before the election, he was like, well, they're both bad, both both Trump and Clinton. And now he's like, all right, maybe maybe I should have voted for Clinton. Like, he's he's noticing, like, just how bad it was, because he wasn't really paying attention to the... Like, he was paying more attention to the smokescreen than he was to the actual policies and everything behind it. Mm -hmm. And now that seeing what Trump is actually doing and all of the, like, the shitstorm that's around him, he's starting to realize himself that maybe, you know, he was a little uh, out of line (laughs) to be be thinking that it was really an actual choice between lesser of two evils. It was the choice between evil and Kind of, kind of, oh, kind of bad, but not really. Yeah, it's like that bitch on Oliver did with the box of raisins. Yes. He has like a box of raisins that was like, this is Hillary Clinton. You don't want raisins in your cookie? 
like, this is awful. This pile of raisins. I didn't want this in my cookie. I want a chocolate chip. And then it rained raisins in the studio for the end of the episode. And it was like, this is what Trump is like in your cookie. <laughs> like, it's true. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to ask you guys about something that uh, probably ruffled Trump's feathers if he had uh, if he read some headline about it uh, while he was watching Fox News, and that is the fact that uh, Wonder Woman uh, from the much maligned DC Extended Universe came out about a week ago and absolutely cleaned up at the box office and made a had a hundred million dollar debut uh, and is getting uh, lauded by fans and critics the world over. I have not seen it. Megan, have you seen it? Good. Uh, like, I walking out of that movie, I was like, "Wow, this is what it feels like to have a like a superhero movie made for my demographic. This feels amazing. <laughs> like, it was so good." I my mom will be very happy to hear that. We are all definitely going to see it at some point in the next week or two. I wanted. I mean, there was like. She did, like, a big superhero jump and, like, land, and, like, there was actual thigh jiggle, like, in the middle of the screen. Like, it was really good. There was, was really thigh good. jiggle, you said? There was thigh jiggle. So, like, in a lot of superhero movies, women tend to have, like, very, very perfect-looking bodies at all times, even at impossible moments. And, like... Just the fact that, like, Wonder Woman is allowed to have, like, a really muscular thigh that, like, would jiggle like that if she did do a superhero land like that, and it actually happened on the screen, like, I just thought it was really fantastic, so. Yeah, and I, laughed, a... I cried, I... Did you cry? Like, I was about to drive my broom out of the movie theater, it was really good. Uh, do you think now, now, to me, I think that Wonder Woman is gonna be a wonderful and and welcome refreshing exception to the rule that is that this DC extended universe is mostly a pile of poop. Yeah, I wanted I, to say shout out to DC to get getting back on their feet. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know, they I feel like they have to use Wonder Woman or Wonder the writer for Wonder Woman for the other superhero movies. Maybe something like along those lines might, you know, pull them out of the doldrums, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly think that maybe in future movies they can lean on Gal Gadot to be one of the cornerstones of the extended universe the same way that Marvel leans on Chris Evans as Captain America and Tony Stark as Iron Man. Because, uh, yeah. frank, frankly, uh, my boy Henry Cavill, uh, is, is that how you pronounce his name? I never know how to pronounce his name. Uh, I don't know. I, as, as Superman... Is just incredibly uninteresting, which is fitting because Superman is really uninteresting. But yeah, he's like the worst superhero ever. Well, unpopular <laughs> opinion. That's a very common opinion, actually. <laughs> um, the thing, the big problem, if you compare the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DCEU, is that the DCEU has far less humor and charisma to what Marvel has going. Even, and that's reflected in the color palettes. We talk about that, Eric. We talk about how Marvel yeah. movies are bursting and, and they got all this these bright colors popping out everywhere, right. whereas DC is just wrong. dark and gray and brown and it's yeah, raining. They the wrong cues from the Chris Nolan Batman trilogy. Right. And I uh, feel like I feel like if they pivot and try and do uh, more humor movies than they're just going to be, you know, uh, 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 Marvel light, like Coke Zero Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah, that's how it feels like. In any case, 
like we said, Wonder Woman seems to be the exception of the rule. I look forward to seeing it. I look forward to seeing my girl Robin Wright. Speaking of House of Cards, apparently she's a general, and that yeah, that should be um, cool. I was Get- like, Megan, it's, it's Princess Buttercup, and she was like, wait, what? Oh, it's so good. As you wish. <laughs> I saw a really good meme that is, it said, I've lived long enough to see my childhood princesses grow up to be generals, and yeah. it was Princess Buttercup and Princess Leia, mm-hmm. and like, them as their general love characters. You, much love to Carrie Fisher forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. This is a... Uh, this is actually a, a, a good chance to uh, uh, pivot again, a little segue for me, because last night was Game 4 of the NBA Finals, and during Game 4 of the NBA Finals, they premiered the new trailer for Black Panther, uh, oh, which yeah. we want to talk about demographics that are finally getting their due uh, on the big screen. Uh, the ladies get a turn, and now uh, Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o, I am overjoyed that they're going to get and Ryan Coogler the director are going to get a chance to to strut their stuff uh, in Black Panther the trailer looked great I don't know if you guys saw it or not I, I really, Marvel's been knocking out of the park we saw Guardians 2 a few weeks ago that was still really good didn't have the impact that the first one did but that wasn't going to happen anyway no of course not I, I thought that uh Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was just a good time at the movies which I still th- I still think like it is uh, probably better than every DC movie other than Wonder Woman, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, and Black Panther. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I think we should do a really quick so hot right now for stuff other than Wonder Woman, and then we should go on into uh sports. Does that sound good? Sure. So, what's your so hot right now recommendation? Hashtag so hot right now. Um, Caleb, why don't you go first? Okay, All right. We're just. <laughs> So as always, uh, we like to do recommendations for things in pop culture that we think are are, are so hot right now. In, in honor of Mugatu, Will Ferrell's character from Zoolander, who described Owen Wilson's character Hansel as Hansel, so hot right now, Hansel. Uh, and you basically <laughs> recommend a book, a movie, an album, a, a song, a person that you think is so hot right now and give it to the podcast and therefore give it to the world. Um, all right, I'll go first. Other than Wonder Woman, we, um, Megan and I have the last, like, two months have been playing the absolute ever-loving shit out of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild every night. Breath of the Wild? Yeah. So good. Like I had been playing Skyrim for the previous two months, and then I've completely abandoned Skyrim now for Zelda. And Megan and I've been playing it together, switching off, and it has been a great experience. Fantastic. Yeah, even it like it really is uh, uh, breathtaking. Even watching people play it on YouTube videos, if if it's in decent quality, I, I am kind of blown away by it. Even as someone who's uh, uh, never really grew up with with Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker or anything like that so the the mystique is simply from watching other people play it and even then you sort of get a, a, a sense of wonder from it so I am have no doubt that, that that game is lives up to its considerable hype so that's a very good so hot right now recommendation yes alright Caleb you have one? I guess I'm gonna go with uh, the National Predators in the National Hockey League love it Love it. They're Love so that so hot right now. <laughs> so their stadium got the the Bridgestone Arena got their first uh, NHL finals game 
and uh, the atmosphere in that arena was just... Were you there? I No, but I watched it, and, like, literally you could hear every single chant just pitch perfectly everybody in the arena, all, like, 19,000 of them singing at the exact same time. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> the Natural Predators are winning 5-1. to one. It's just ridiculous. And then they go in the game four, and they just do it all again. They win 6-1. Like, they're just... They destroy the Penguins in both games. Both games just tremendous atmosphere that I've never witnessed or seen or heard in any other NHL finals game ever. So it just, I, I feel like the Natural Predators for their Stanley Cup finals uh, atmosphere and appearance, just, that, they deserve the biggest of lauding. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect recommendation, and it also segues brilliantly into what Eric and I were talking about shortly before the podcast, because the Nashville Predators were the eighth seed in the Western Conference and the 16th seed overall out of 16 teams in the playoffs, and yet here they are. They're now, they're now down 3-2 to two in the Stanley Cup Finals because the Penguins gave them the business in Pittsburgh in Game 5, so now Nashville has to go back home to that great atmosphere, hopefully win Game 6, and then go to a winner-take-all Game 7 on the road in Pittsburgh to try and win the Stanley Cup because, as we know, hockey has the best playoffs of any sport anywhere in the world. I really, truly believe that. Um, the Nashville Predators are the eighth seed, and in the NBA, that would just never, ever, ever, ever happen. The eighth seed never does yeah. that. The only eighth seed... To yeah. e- the only eighth seed to ever make the NBA Finals were the 1999 New York Knicks, and that wasn't truly an eighth seed because there was a lockout-shortened season that year. So teams only played 50 games, and most of the teams were out of shape, and then the Knicks just sort of caught fire and made the Finals. So I don't know if I'd count that truly as an eighth seed making the Finals this year. For comparison, that would have been like the Bulls making the Finals out of the East or the Blazers making the Finals out of the West. Yeah, so it just just wouldn't happen. And Eric, you sent me a video about you sent me a video about luck versus skill in sports, and sort of the the statistical mathematical analysis of which sports have more to do with skill versus luck. And do you want to talk about that a tiny bit? Yeah, um, the big thing about that the thing is that the more attempts, the more trials a team gets or a player gets the more that evens out, similar to the way that, like, the more times you flip a coin, the closer your stats get to 50-50. Um, in the same way, basketball has the most because each team each team is required to take so many shots a game that just the better team will just win out after if you give it enough time. And we're talking skill-to-luck ratio. So the more you do something, the more skill comes into play than the more luck comes into play. Right. And... You know, and that matters more than even just they will be having 162 games to the NFL's uh, 16. You know, um, hockey in which, like, you know, in the NBA, you can have LeBron James play for, like, 46 minutes, and he can have the ball most of the time, so that'll just, like, give your team a huge edge. Unlike in baseball, where you can't have your best hitter hit every every time, every at-bat. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, or how in hockey, like, your best player will only be on the ice for less than half the game. Yeah, like 20 minutes for their best defenseman, best forward only plays like 15, 17 minutes a night. So, you know, you're talking about less two or equal to one period. So you have two-thirds of that game where you have uh, your lesser players out on the ice. It's, it's 
To me, not only is it a fascinating argument as to which uh, uh, sports are more luck versus more skill, but I also really like asking people which they prefer because if you ask uh, fans of the Premier League in England, and Eric uh, told me that you're a big Premier League fan, Caleb, they, 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 I think, vastly prefer it their way where Every team plays every other team twice, and then whoever has the most points at the end wins. Like the, they try and make it so that the best team wins, uh, regardless of how much soccer as a sport favors luck versus skill. I personally think it it is pretty skillful. Um, it, it definitely it's like the opposite of how the MLB playoffs work. The MLB playoffs is like. Which team is hot in late September? They win, right? But like, do 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 American sports fans prefer that because we like underdogs and we like uh, luck and we sort of like celebrating the human condition in that way, or? And is it is it you know English people want to do it the the you know the, if you do it the best you should be the the champion? Do you feel like that's sort of a fitting discrepancy in the way the sports are versus how the cultures are? I think that, I mean, I can't really speak to the true English culture. I, right. I feel like I have, good, I have a good cult on it, but I don't feel like I like know it deeply. I, I think for Americans, like, we don't have relegation here. So it's not like, it's not like we have, like, the pain of a team going down in division, stuff like that. There's, there's more than just one thing going on in the English Premier League, and it goes across an entire season where... It's a medal of your, like, oh, you're worth your medal at the end of the season. For us in America, I feel like it's more, um, we want we want to reward good season play, but I think that Americans want a higher entertainment value where you have, like, that best of seven series where, you know, you have all the more drama and, like, it's just a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And I think, of course, uh, unless, of course, you lose your team to L.A. swallowing your team up. Yeah. Rest in peace to the San Diego Chargers, the St. Louis Rams, and the Oakland Raiders shortly, who are going to be the Vegas Raiders. God, that is... Yeah, they're going to go from having zero... Las Vegas going from zero teams to having an NHL team and an NFL team, and Las Vegas getting two teams. How do you have a hockey rink in the desert? I just... I mean, how do they they have one in Nashville? Well, you... Right? Well, fun fact, it actually costs more energy to to have a hockey rink up north than down south. And there's 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 the mind being blown that I needed for uh, the latter portion of this podcast. Eric, Megan, Caleb, is there anything else pressing that you guys wanted to talk about on this podcast? Um, the only thing I want to bring up is uh, I sh- I showed you uh, well we I, I was delighted to hear that you're already aware of them. Uh, my brother, my brother, and me, the, my current favorite podcast, uh, and also other than this one. Jesus. So my brother, so it's called my brother, my brother, and me. And they have a, a bunch of uh, spinoff podcasts. One of which Megan is a huge fan of. Well, I'm fan of several of their spinoff podcasts. Right. She, uh, they do a lot of they do a lot of content. They also do great stuff on YouTube. If you, you should watch a series called Monster Factor if you haven't heard of that one. Monster they, Factor. Uh, they, Monster Factory. They, uh, Monster Factory, games, okay. They go into games where you can create a character like The Sims, Sky 
Skyrim, uh, Mass Effect, Fallout 4. They go into those games and make the most abominable-looking characters they can and fuck around with it, and it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I'm talking, like, on the floor for 10 solid minutes, can't stop laughing. It's so good. That's excellent. That's an excellent uh, additional So Hot Right Now recommendation, I think. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to also bring it up because I was delighted to find out when I found that podcast, this was after I'd been listening to you and Sam, and Sam for using Yahoo Answers for the daily uh, Q&A. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Sam, how is, Sam needs to be aware of these guys because they, they use Yahoo Answers to the utmost um, maximum potential. Yeah, well, we got to find out how to utilize it more because Sam... I, I unfortunately I think we already came across the best question we're ever going to come across, which is why aren't you outside right now? <laughs> that's if that's not the greatest Yahoo answers question, I don't know what is. That's just so freaking there was, funny. There's a really good one that really got me going a, a few weeks like from a much older Mabim band where they where someone asked, um, if I have sex with my wife while she's pregnant with her baby girl, will the baby get pregnant? Hmm. That's uh, that's that's, that's a real thinker, isn't it? You really got to think about that. That's, this is this. I don't know if this is a double entendre or not, but that's that's way too deep. That's too deep for me. <laughs> well, if you're a field mouse, the answer is yes. Mm. <laughs> In closing, guys, I wanted to do, uh, throw out one more recommendation, and that is that people watch uh, Game Five of the NBA Finals on Monday night because I think that uh, LeBron and the Cavs got their win. And avoided uh, the sweep and prevented the Warriors from going 16-0 in the playoffs. But I think that the Warriors closed this thing out on Monday. And uh, people should get the chance to watch it because you're not going to have that many chances to watch all these dudes in their primes in the finals. And I think the Warriors are the best team, either the best or second best NBA team that's ever played in the 71-year history of the league. Yeah. So you should watch them. I think that uh, they just sort of have to deal with it because I think there was a, a just a confluence of so many different things had to happen for this specific Warriors team to come together, both in terms of the Warriors drafting three of their players, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and then the situation that they were in, the Oklahoma City Thunder were in, and that the salary cap and the collective bargaining agreement had to be in just for them to have enough cap room to sign Kevin Durant is just something that couldn't possibly be repeated. So once this Warriors team is no longer a super team, then I don't think I think the new collective bargaining agreement that is now in place is going to make it much, much, much more difficult to have super teams. And we're going to have a much more parody filled NBA once the Warriors are done making the league. It's it's uh it's bitch the next couple of years. Yeah, it reminds me of how like. People don't remember when the NBA was so one-sided back when, like, the Celtics won eight in a row. Right, but the NBA only had eight teams. (laughs) Right, the viewership wasn't the same back then either. Right, people didn't watch the NBA that much when Bill Russell got drafted in 57 and then threw, you know, their 11 championships in 13 years. This is the peak of the NBA in terms of viewership and popularity. It's never been bigger globally, and I think it's in in a great spot despite... Uh, the Warriors' dominance. I think there's there's more likable, lovable, uh, uh, marketable players than there ever has been before, and that includes our lovely hometown Boston Celtics.
Celtics who have the number one draft pick. That's the other so hot right now. Watch the NBA draft in a couple weeks when the Celtics have the number one draft pick because uh, fireworks are going to happen no matter what. I think that if there's another super team that's going to happen after this, it's probably going to be the Celtics. Just because of all the picks, they have a, they'll probably have the number one pick next year too, knowing how horrible the Brooklyn Nets are. Yeah. So, you could be looking at, you know, Fultz coming in with Isaiah Thomas and Crowder, Smart, all those people, and then you have whoever's going to be the number one pick next year. I don't really know about what's going to happen next year, but, like, if you... If they get the number one pick next year, then you're talking about, you know, six, seven guys that are have the possibility of being superstars on the same team. It's pretty cool. Wasn't Durant, it might have been Durant, who was quoted, like, oh, a few weeks ago saying, like, when he was asked about how the NBA comes to one side, he's like, I didn't make Brooklyn give Boston their pick. Darn right, darn right Durant said that, and I'm glad he stood up for himself. I think he's, like... People are going to rake him over the coals forever for this, but, uh, you know, he's going to laugh all the way to his rings. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, and, and he, we, and he's going to... He did that. Lots of... Bunch of teams right, did that the, the Celtics did this. The Celtics did this. Although, granted, uh, uh, Danny Ainge traded for both Ray Allen and Kim Garnett rather than Durant signing there in free agency. But, nevertheless, I want to... Uh, wrap, wrap things up right around there because if we go on any longer than about a half hour, which is where we're at, things always tend to go off the rails as Sam and I find out on a bi-weekly, tri-weekly basis. And so I want to thank Caleb Fox, Eric Leroy Simpson, and Megan Lambros for coming on the podcast. If you haven't seen Wonder Woman, go see it yet. And as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Leave us a rating or review on iTunes, unless you're going to leave us a bad review, in which case, you know, at least make it funny. Uh, Or on Google Play. Yes, thank you, Eric. (laughs) Or or on Google Play, where I think every episode except for one or two, uh, for whatever reason, are up there. And it actually, it got fixed recently. I looked, and they're all back. Oh, okay, okay, good. And then you can give us a comment on Facebook at facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show. On, we're on Twitter at the AJ Rose Show. Email us, G, uh, AJ Rose Show at gmail.com. Uh, Megan, Eric, Caleb, say bye to the people. Bye. It was nice to be on the internet for the first time. Hello, goodbye. It was nice <laughs> to be on the internet for the first time. Amazing. Uh, Eric. I hope to do this again with a little better audio quality. Eric, I will absolutely do it. Uh, if and when I come and visit Burlington, Vermont this summer, I will bring my high-tech yeah, my high tech microphone and MacBook Air, and we will record many a podcast in a short span of time. I can't wait to do it. Until then, Me too. Until then, for Eric Leroy Simpson, Megan Lambros, and Caleb Fox, I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire. We will see you guys next time. Cheers.